This is the JFG Conspiracy Podcast, where the shop talk is rock. I'm Jim. And I'm Frank. And I'm Jerry. And this is the JFJ Conspiracy Podcast, where the shop talk is rock. Jerry, how you doing? Welcome back. Uh, Yeah, sorry. I missed uh, last week's show with uh, Melanie Vayman. Um, Had some stuff going on. Uh, We're still maintaining our germ-free environment over here at the Oberg household. (laughs) Uh, I'm not wearing a mask because uh, yeah. I'm just speaking to you cats. But mm-hmm. uh, no, everything's wonderful, considering uh, I hear they're starting to open up certain states. Uh, you know, So if, considering what's going on, everything's groovy, everything's wonderful. Thank you, Frank. All right, I think they're going to start easing yeah. up here in California at the end of the week. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Jim, what about you? How are you doing? Doing great, man. You're still out there working, right? Yeah, still working. Uh, got, uh, got my son in in town from Arizona this week with his two daughters. So oh, sweet. enjoying some extra family time, which is nice. All right. Thank you for the CD for me, if you would. I would. Yeah. And uh, he's like, well, what did Frank think of it? And I said, well, he was happy you sent it. No. And he's like, well, he didn't, he didn't say anything about the music? And I was all like, well, I think he was stoked he sent a sticker. <laughs> if, if, Frank said he was, <laughs> if Frank told him he was glad he sent it, that's all he's going to get. Uh, you know, in all, oh, did I tell you that Tony Floyd Kenna Sent us CDs also. Did I mention yes. that to you guys? Yes. yes. Okay, I've that got, guy's a rocker. He sent us uh, each a CD, a little postcard, and a little uh, calling card. God everything. bless him. Thank, Thank you, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Thank Tony. You. But it is, cool in my, it is in my pile of uh, things to listen to. I've got CDs, <laughs> and, and the Apaches are one of them. And I, I will get to it. And I'm, I'm sure if it's anything yeah. like the last one, I'll love it. So it's better. Oh, I, I, love the, I love the surf music, so. I think it's, oh it's yeah, best album. But that, what I love about it, it's it's classic surf, but it gives it a twist. Yeah. To me, to me, I I just it gives it a little some little extra oomph. It's modern. It's very very modern sound. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So. All right. Well, I'm glad you guys are both out there working and staying safe. And uh, yeah. Like I said, hopefully uh, I'm essential. Yeah. You Fair um, right. you get you wearing your mask out there in public, Jerry? Of course, right. I have it in my car. Yeah. Yeah, if I go into the store shopping or whatever. You know what? It's funny you bring this up, Frank. I do my normal things. Stater Brothers, uh, Smart and Final, Walmart, whatever. What's funny, cats, is it's gotten to this point. If I see somebody and they're not wearing a mask, I, I give them the stiff upper lip. <laughs> Don't yeah. you know the rules? Yeah. <laughs> I, I hate to say it, but no, I got my and backups and I wore uh I have uh ones that you can rewash and reusable right. etc. Yeah. But now, yeah, I I don't want to dwell on this but do either of you in your in your areas where you're shopping have uh the directional aerial aerial uh arrows telling you which way to go down the uh lanes? Uh yeah, some places I've been to have that. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet but uh I hate to get one of those tickets and go down the wrong wrong aisle. I bet you uh, get I, a I, mouthful I, just I, I I did it I did it last week at Walmart. And nobody, nobody checked me on it, but I noticed it. Right. I'm going down the aisle the wrong way. <laughs> yeah, I was, so I was already part way into yeah. shopping, and then I realized, yeah. oh, hey, they got like some directional arrows going I, on. I here, turned right? around. I turned around instead of instead of one, doing a 180 with my shopping cart. I just went around. Okay, <laughs> I'm going the same way everybody else is. One of the funniest, but yeah, directional. Funniest directional things aisles, I saw folks. today online was, this uh, is in Chino, some. Uh, I don't know if it was In-N-Out Burger or what, but the damn cars are six feet apart. Why are we doing that? Why? What? Uh, yeah. Well, how do you? How do you? <laughs> it's gotten out of hand. It's just gotten. Uh, out of uh, hand. Yeah. Well, I don't get how you enforce that. I don't think. I think they're doing it on their own. I think people have lost <laughs> their minds. I really do. It's just. Oh. Yeah. You know. Well, hey, whatever. That it makes takes, sense. Yes. I was gonna say, if it's ten feet apart, I'll do it for In-N-Out. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it, folks. Yeah. Yeah, not too many other places. I have but. discovered. No, in and out, I'll do it. I've discovered the habit. I like them. 
Um, yeah, they got yeah they got a good they, deal they got, to go a little four pack. Yeah, yeah they're, they're a good place to, for a burger if you don't want to wait in that in and out line. Well, anyways, that is a good burger. Last no. time I checked, this was a music podcast show, so maybe we should get back to that. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're going yeah. through that. We're going through the <laughs> pandemic. It doesn't hurt if we bob and weave. You know, it yeah. doesn't hurt. From what I understand, yeah. Jim, uh, you've got a mail call. I had a mail call this week. Oh, Hi, man. So uh, not something brand new, something used. Yeah. This is a material oh, issue, Blockbuster EP, Ooh. white right. label promo. This I think this was promo only. Nice. Uh, I want to say four songs. I think it's five songs. But uh, some promo copies, some live versions of uh, songs that were from the album. Cool. And also, uh, let's see. Not, where's, where's the track list? <laughs> Oh, here we go. Chance of a Lifetime. Diane Live. Cowboy Song. Thin Lizzy go. cover. Wow. And, and a cover of uh, the Sweets Blockbuster, which I posted up this week on the as a pick of the day as well. But, um, yeah, I picked this up used. The vinyl's in great shape. A uh, little ring wear on, yeah. the, well, on the cover, okay. but yeah. a good price for it. And uh, I'm a huge material issue fan. Uh, Discogs, folks, mm-hmm. if you are a record collector and you are not hip to Discogs, get on there. Oh, yeah. Uh, records, CDs, all kinds of promo items. Bootlegs. Um, bootlegs. Yes. Um, I, I, I believe they call those collector's items. It depends on who you're talking to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Frank. <laughs> you know, there's a difference between a bootleg and an unauthorized copy. I and, got uh, me a shake and a bootleg. <laughs> <laughs> you might. I remember one time using that term at, at Rhino Records. Said, oh, hey, did you get escorted out? Says, oh, oh, no, no, no. It's not bootlegs. They're collector's items. But you know what? If you go to their <laughs> CD selection area, they have a section called bootlegs, or they used to anyways. I remember that Frank yes. over at uh, Tower, I think, they had back it too. in the day. Bootleg section. Yeah. yeah. Uh, unofficial <laughs> releases. And, and no, how, I remember that. Yeah. That's before barcodes, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You um, could do everything back then. I yeah. picked up the, a Van Halen Live at the Whiskey uh, in 1976 or something like that Ooh. at Rhino Records. And you, that's not an official wow. release. And that, that's no. straight bootleg, you know. Call, yeah. call it what you want. Call it what you want. Yep. Dave I a, trying to sing. That's what I'd call it. Ah, he sang great. <laughs> I bet he did. Yes. Better, better back in the day. I yes. Think. I bet. Yeah. He brought the party. I happen to have a uh, mail call also, and, and I don't think I've shared this yet. I've had it for a couple of weeks, and we, I think we've talked about it, but I don't think I've shown it. So first I want to show you, I brought out the, the vinyl portion too, because what is better than pink vinyl? Look at that. As it fades in and out of my background. I know. I was going to yeah, say, that's your background convict. doesn't like that much. No. <laughs> no, it doesn't, Frank. That's why I didn't do it. But it looks bitching. Well, what that is. It's like a revolver picture disc. That looks neat, Hunter. <laughs> it is, and I probably won't be able to show up, but it is Danzig Sings Elvis. Nice. Yes. <laughs> no, wow. you have not shared that yet. No. Okay, well. Um, Does that dude ever smile? Well, why would he do that? He's I don't know. He's shorter than me, you know. So he's singing. He's singing Elvis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he works out. Smile about. Yeah, he works. He works out. <laughs> I don't don't recognize most of the songs, so they must have been the copyright free ones for him to cover. Elvis Presley or Elvis Costello? No, Elvis Presley. Maybe that's why you don't. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, this came. It actually is a gatefold. I've yet to take it out of the. Oh, nice. But um, that came in the mail. I'm gonna give that a listen tomorrow. Very cool. Yeah. And while we're on the subject of uh, bootlegs and whatnot, those of you that are our regular listeners, you four people that, that always tune in, I want you to know that uh, our, the reason our theme music changed this week is I've gotten tired of receiving copyright claims from YouTube. Your own, so- your own song? From my own song. And I'm going to plug it myself. The, the song that was our intro and outro was a song called uh, My Baby that I released three or four years ago, and you can catch that on CD Baby. But because CD Baby uploaded the music to YouTube, they claim ownership rights on it and copyright claim. 
And if you dispute anything on YouTube, you basically lose the you run the risk of losing your channel. And and I'm not, you know, I'm just tired. So I got some new music. I I pre- damn performed the man. It. Damn the man. <laughs> and and I would have used damn the man's music, but I plan on releasing that on uh, on uh, YouTube eventually also. Right. Through, probably through CD Baby. Good tune, Frankie. Good <laughs> tune. Yeah. So, but you're right. Damn the man. And and we move forward. Yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? Yeah. What there we go. <laughs> Uh, first off, Jim, we haven't we weren't able to talk about last week or the week before, but you have a classic pick for tonight, and we do uh, have a little hint right behind tonight. me. What might it be? A little hint right behind me. So, uh, Beatles Revolver is the classic album we'll Ooh, be talking about. That is the album that we'll be copyright infringing upon in just a little yep. bit. Woohoo! By, by the Beatles. <laughs> by the Beatles. Yep. yep. <laughs> and they are they've been so happy lately. I guess they've been going after all kinds of people for merchandising and uh, oh. different online sales. You get you see all these ads on Facebook for hey these new pair of tennis shoes or this this uh, jacket and T-shirt all this unauthorized stuff from China, and uh, they're they're going after folks. Shit, was, that virus was, is from China. So I was wondering gonna... about those uh, Red Cross face masks. Uh-huh, I wouldn't doubt. You sent me, but uh, I think it was I think it was either Jeff or Steve that posted it up, so I it must it was... not be a bootleg. I saw those; they were quite groovy. I thought they it was from groovy. their site, yes. though, if I'm not mistaken. It may have well, been from their, from their site. That's how you do it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's move ahead. We've got some music this week to uh, listen to, and some new bands. And uh, Jerry, why don't you go ahead? Thank you, Frank and Jim. Uh, the band we have tonight is called All Right Spider out of Santa Ana, uh, California. And it's like if somebody said, hey, Jerry, what are you doing? I'm doing this, but there's a fly. All right, Spider. Yeah. That's what they're called. <laughs> um, brand new. The album is Desolation from uh, October 8th, 2019. So pretty brand new. But check out Des- uh, All Right Spider. The vinyl's coming out in January. Oh, Just January. so you know. Ooh. We got to wait a year? Uh, well, no. What are we, five months in? Man. So seven months. Holy yeah, macro. seven months time. we got to wait. We got drums and percussion. Wait. Yeah, well, yeah, but vinyl. <laughs> I think Frank's turning yeah. me. Yeah, I might get it. <laughs> um, uh, uh, the album is Desolation from October 20, uh, 2019. Um, the tune is Mr. Sleek that Frank's going to spin. Drums and percussion, we got Darren Carr, bass or bass, mm-hmm. Lee Norton. Guitar, Pete Phyllis or Phyllis. Sorry, Pete, if I messed it up. And vocal, we got Brandon Seeger. And again, um, they're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, All Right Spider. The song is, uh, Frank's going to play as Mr. Sleek, uh, produced by Toshi Kasai from Sound of Siren Studio in Sun Valley, mastered at Golden Mastering in Ventura by J.J. Golden. Um, their catchphrase is, we are not a reaction to anything. Okay. I like that. <laughs> Influenced by the cult, Killing Joke, The Replacements, uh, Generation X, Joy Division. And uh, I, I, this, this tune reminds me of a couple things, but this vocalist, um, Brandon Seeger, he he goes from that real subtle, nice, kind voice to a just a harsh yell, and then he brings it back, and I love it. So again, folks, um, Conspiracy Land, the band is All Right Spider. Uh, the album is Desolation, and the tune that Frank's going to spin is Mr. Sleek. Here it is, Mr. Sleek.
Oh my, that's Mr. Sleek by All Right Spider. All Right Spider out of Santa Ana, California. Jim, what are your thoughts? I really liked this. Yeah. I liked the way it was good, produced. I, yeah, I didn't hear Eric Burden right well, off the bat. Yeah. But when you said it, I thought like, oh yeah, I get that vibe a little bit. Yeah. I heard I heard a little Iggy Pop in that. Yeah. But then when he when he when he uh kind of switches gears there and gets a little more aggressive with the vocal, I, I very unique. I think it's all all him. I don't know that yeah. I compare that to anything else. Brandon Seeger on vocals. Yeah, I couldn't I, 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 same thing here, Jaime. He, he it sounds like this, it sounds like that, and then when he cuts loose, it's like, "Oh." Yeah. Boy, that's that's I like nice. it. I I think it's wow. uh I think it's really unique. Yeah. Yes. Doesn't yeah. doesn't sound like anybody else. I love Not that. Not really. Yeah, really. in today's music scene, that's hard to come by because uh, everything's cookie cutter, and um, we, we've had a lot of uh, unique bands on here and everything, and uh, these guys right out of Santa Ana, California, yep. down the freeway, down to 57, and there you go. Yep. Good First stuff. gig was in Costa Mesa. Yeah. Down the in the O.C. Yeah. O.C. <laughs> All, right. All right, Spider. Out All of Santa right, Spider. Yeah. Definitely yeah. have to check them out. Yes. All right. I love it. Off the album Desolation, yeah, which comes out in vinyl in January. <laughs> Maybe they'll do a pre-order so we can make sure we get some. Uh, I'll do it. Yeah, Great job, it. guys. I, I almost did it this morning, yeah. All Great right, job. Spider. Thank you All very right. much. Okay, well, moving ahead, um, I've got a an act called April Events. It's actually a one-man band thing that I know Jerry loves. Yeah. But, uh, the artist's name is Jim Lindsay Jr., and uh, Jim, uh, you may be familiar with it. He was the drummer at one time for the uh, band Oranger, and oh. that is a it's a they've played around locally. They've been they've toured um, major tour with REM. Um, oh, really? Yeah. They uh, matter of fact, when when Jim got back to me, he said he had listened to the uh, podcast with Ronnie Barnett. And he says, hey, I shared a stage with the Muffs. He says, Kim was a <laughs> great individual. So it's neat to Very know cool. that that legacy is uh, awesome. You know, positive. That's one. cool. Yeah. Uh, but he's a veteran drummer in, in the indie rock scene. Um, you know, some of the bands he's been with, like I said, is Oranger, uh, Spir- Spiral Stairs, The Flip Sides, and The High Watermarks. Um, he's got two EPs out under the April Events name. Uh, the first one came out last year. It was a six-song EP called Clear Sky Clock. And um, the one that I'm going to play is from an EP called The Wish. It's a three-song EP that came out this year. And uh, the song itself is called The Wish. Check, you talked about Discogs earlier, Jim. Check him out. Um, he's got quite a few uh, credits to his name. So uh, you want to look up Jim Lindsay Jr. And... Uh, The song we're going to play right now is called The Wish. No 
All right. Well, that is Jim Lindsay Jr. or April Events with The Wish. Let's start with you, Jerry. What did you think about that uh, I, I like music? it. I like it. Very mellow, very slow, very acoustic, very uncomplicated. Yeah. Uh, good lyrics, too. Good voice. Uh, fat bass line in the background. I like uh, that. Very much so. It's hard to do a, yeah, it's hard to do a nice mellow acoustic stuff and have some, I, I like it. Right. Good bass. I, I like that tune a lot. Yeah. Cool. Jim, what'd you think? Uh, liked the production. Liked, uh, liked the lyrics. I enjoyed the song the yeah. first time I heard it through. Yeah. Um, like you said, uncomplicated, very simple. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it does go over the three-minute mark, it's, it's good. Well I, well, I will say this. If, if you want some more. Uh, I love our Jaime. <laughs> you that's some, a good song. How long is it? Uh, it's two minutes 58. Ah! Well, that's what we were talking about. Uh, we, we both picked songs, Jerry and I, that are four minutes plus, and then we're going to move on to Jim's. It's, yeah, we we yeah. don't do it to mess with time at people. We don't do it to mess no. with Jim. We just we like a song, then it goes into the program. How long is it? <laughs> I wasn't yeah. thinking about it. I like the song. That's you know, it. I have a hard time paying attention after. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, we all have that. Well, if you, you want to hear something a little more peppy, a little yeah. uh check out Jim Lindsay's other music. Like I say, he's got two EPs out. And um, you won't be disappointed. A lot, a lot of good, good music on yeah, there. Yeah, I like that. Check them no, out. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the song. Very right. simple, very clean. Yeah. Good. Well, check them out on Bandcamp and um, April Events is uh, the uh, project name. Mm. All right. Well, um, that brings us to way under four minutes song with Jim. What do you got for us? Under under two minutes. You're kidding me. Or like a minute really? 48 or something like that. 49, I sure, wow. yeah. I yeah. guess Jim is stretching out, Frank. Yeah. Just about just about perfect. So minute 40, huh? <laughs> I know. I know. Uh this week Lisa Michaels. Uh we've actually featured Lisa on the show before. She's the lead so. singer from the seven and six. Sorry. Uh, yeah, the name comes from. Huh? But uh, in addition to being the lead singer in the seven and six, and bass player actually in the seven and six, um, she also is a solo artist. Uh, she has um, like four four full lengths and a couple EPs out. Wow! Under just the name Lisa Michaels, and if you like sweet '60s pop, oh. that's that's her style. It's you know, we all amazingly, do too. Yeah, well, uh, well produced and and great vocals and great great lyrics. Um, this is a song um, that was on a compilation album, and uh, gosh, I'm forgetting the name of the label now. But um, anyway, so um, she does a lot of one-off work too. So um, she does uh, been with uh, the Masticators, New Shoe. She does the Seven and Six, and uh, and does stuff solo. And so uh, this next song is called "Asleep Beyond a Dream." Oh, it's um, it's on a compilation called "The Co-op" for the benefit of independent artists and creators. All right. So this awesome. was written by Lisa. It's produced and recorded by her partner in crime, Tom Richards, and Tom played all the instruments on it. She did the vocals on it, and wow. uh, available as a free download. So we will include a link when we post this up so you can go and download it for free there we go all right well let's uh check out a sleep beyond a dream
Groovy, baby. There you go. I like that. Minute and change and um, had said everything I need to say. And yeah. I really, you talk about good production. That's a nice, yeah, I clean like that. sound. I like that sound. That, like, yeah, that 60s. I like it. I like it, Jim. Yes. It, uh, to me, that song has, like, a quality of... Have I heard this before? But you haven't heard it before, right? right. It has has like a familiar vibe to it's it. Very familiar. Yeah. Yep. And, that and again, was good. I love stuff like that. You know, our, our buddy Minnie Mendez, who's I think the king of the, the short song. <laughs> um, right? He writes a lot of two-minute acoustic pop. Yeah. And it catchy. Or and less. It, oh, and you find yourself humming it all day long for more yeah. than two right? minutes. Yeah, Minnie you could know? do that. Yeah. Yeah. And this is right <laughs> yeah. at that. You, you'll sit there and... Be humming this later, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. I enjoyed that. Well done, Jaime. And well it, done. That's currently a free download on CD Baby. No, Bandcamp. No. Bandcamp. I'm sorry, I got the, those shysters on my mind. You got. I know you got Bandcamp. Yeah, you do, <laughs> Frank. CD Baby on the train now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Surprised yeah. you don't have uh, the so CD it. Baby logo with the, the Ghostbusters no. thing yeah. in it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will next week. Even uh, with your own stuff. Yep. There. They're helping him out and screwing him over all at the same time. Yeah, you can't play this, but it's my stuff. Oh, well. We're corporate, baby. We're corporate. You can't play it. But it's my stuff. I composed it. Recorded it. And if you, yeah, don't, well. and if you don't have the Bandcamp app, folks. Get the Bandcamp app. Yeah. Especially, Jaime, I apologize profusely for jumping in. But, folks, during this face mask wearing era, Lots of stuff is coming out free mm-hmm. since they know we're, you're at home. It's down, download it for free. If you choose to donate, whatever, just download it for free. Listen to it and, and send them, send them some money. Cause these artists are out there and they're doing it for us. The way I see it, we're all at home now. We're all got to listen to audio. We're stuck. We're inside. There's great stuff on Bandcamp, folks out in Conspiracy Land. Great stuff. New artists, everything on Bandcamp. Free digital downloads. Free this, free that. Sorry, I mean. Let's, let's make no a problem. Just, I just, you got me worked up because Bandcamp is just. I just posted up a link. Uh, what was it? Saturday, right? Free mm-hmm. uh, free download of the Dolly Rots. Right. Latest record. How do record. you beat that, folks? How do you beat you that? You can't. No. It's funny you mentioned the Dolly Rods, mm. Jim, because I want to want to play something right here. Check this out. Hi, I'm Kelly. I'm Lewis. We're, We're the, the Dolly Rods, and uh, we wanted to make a little shout out for the J. I, I was gonna say JJF. JFJ. The JFJ Not Conspiracy F-J-J. Podcast. <laughs> no. JFJ Conspiracy <laughs> Podcast, where the shop talk is rock. Yes, uh, they feature indie musicians. We've been featured on the show. Yes, they take a look at classic albums as well. And um, unsigned yeah. bands. And yeah, yeah, we think that's really cool. Yes. Um, and I, w- I did think it was a bit conspiracy talk too, which it's funny because as a band, our shop talk is sometimes conspiracies. But, but no, this is a music podcast. Yeah. We uh, like music. Yeah, we like music. <laughs> we, um, we dig your podcast yeah. and rock on. We're the Dolly Rots. All right, well, thank you to the Dolly Rats, huh? Effing awesome. Thanks, yeah. thanks, Kelly and Luis. And like I wanted to say earlier, we are not paid wow. by Bandcamp or anything, but when an app is good and a, and a site is good, it costs you nothing to go peruse the music. Nothing. By whatever genre you're looking for. And I'm there's a lot you. of artists on Indie. There. Yeah, oh. indie, new stuff. Oh, yeah, it's old a, stuff. Old stuff. People, people re-release their stuff on B. Yeah. 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 And it's reasonable. Thank Always. you, Dolly Rocks. That's freaking awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, moving My forward. Gosh. I think uh, that awesome. might be our... Uh, <laughs> you okay there, Jerry? That <laughs> might be I didn't our... expect that, Frank, and that was... <laughs> That's right. Because I know we covered them. I didn't expect that. Man, we're famous, huh? <laughs> uh, we just have a I'm sorry folks i'm sorry i'm sorry Frank. that's um effing awesome <laughs> i i think 
getting back real quickly. Um, yeah, sorry. To, uh, our last That's... song. That may be our quickest song ever. I'm not so sure. So epic awesome. Yeah. Maybe our quickest song on the show. And, and very catchy. Very good stuff. We appreciate That's that so, music. That's so awesome. Thank you, Dolly Rods. Yeah. And, and like we talked about, um, <clears throat> Jim, we, we never really announced it on the show, but you had the classic rock pick, and you picked an for... album in a band that after a year and a half finally is seeing the light of day. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about it? This week we're talking about the Beatles' Revolver, what? released in 1966. And I have to say, you guys are much bigger Beatles nuts than I am. Uh-huh. And I'm very surprised that I'm the first guy to bust out a Beatle record. Well, very unusual. Really, Frank? We haven't busted out a. No, we haven't done the Beatles because it's so obvious for, for I was, us. I was waiting on you guys. Yeah. To, to do it, I could pick any Beatles. I couldn't album. wait anymore. Wow. <laughs> well um, done, Jaime. Yeah, and and you wow. know, it's funny because Jim did pick the Stones a few um, episodes back, and he picks a double album. You know, so this time he goes for a single album. He didn't go for the White Album, or he, you know, I didn't. No, and there's a specific reason I chose this album. Well, though. let's hear it. Yeah, Jaime. Uh, held up as possibly the Beatles' greatest record. It's been called that. Um, surpassed, mm. in some people's estimation, greater than uh, Sergeant Pepper's. Well, I, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the theory why, and I'm sure mm. you already know, but the year, what'd you say, 66? Yeah, 66, yeah. August 5th. Yeah. Yeah, they, summer. They took that pop stuff they were doing and in a matter of an album, changed the record world, the music world, with one album. Yeah, yeah. Everything changed, and I don't know if they started their LSD, and they were enlightened with the did. world. Yes. But their music matured on Revolver. Yes. Uh, started to go in a little bit of a psychedelic direction. Yep. Right. Uh, East Indian sitar going on in right. there. Some things. And yeah. Some makes me stuff, uh, some Makes me hungry stuff. for curry. Yeah. <laughs> Now, let me ask you, before we get into this album, let me ask you guys, I have heard um, several friends and people talk that say, and that's not a Trumpism, I, I've actually had people tell me that you... I didn't get that. You wouldn't. You know, you, no. Revolver and Rubber yeah. Soul could have been a double album. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, had, had released them together? Yeah. No, to me, Rubber Soul is way more acoustic, way more country-ish, if I may say, and um, not so cosmic backward stuff. To me, Revolver goes, yeah, more cosmic. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think double. If you put Rubber Soul and Revolver together, I would dig it, but Revolver is the uh, the end result. So you don't I, think those the songs are interchangeable? I um, think it's no I think it's a step. I think it's a step ahead, or yeah. it is, or at least yeah. a step side. Well, I don't want to say a step sideways because then no. it could be a double album. But I th no, I think it's a step ahead. I think they branched out a little yeah. bit on this record. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This, well, when we're listening to these tunes, um, listen to the bass playing on these songs. Yeah, this is where I, I first really heard Paul McCartney and what an amazing bass player he was. Um, very Tell him much. I mean. Tell him much, about Paul McCartney's bass. He had to much, bring him. He had to bring him the songs first, and then he threw the bass on afterwards. Mm -hmm. But uh, very much influenced by what Brian Wilson was doing yeah. on the bass, mm -hmm. and Paul was Ooh. blown away by that. And I don't know about on this album, but he was he was very um, influenced by Brian using the bass as a, like a much more melodic instrument. Yes. Yeah. Well, the, what the, song is Rain on? What album is Rain on? Well, that was that throwaway Hey Jude album. <laughs> no, no, I don't think throwaway isn't a bad album. I mean, it was an un unofficial. Yeah, you mean throw it away because you like it. <laughs> you know, it's a good album, but it's not like it was. It was just they threw a bunch of songs together. He's got no, but to me, writer. Rain is the one where the bass first became like. No, that was you know. There's yeah, no was, lead guitar here. It's lead bass. That was a little bit later, a couple of years after this. Okay, thank you. Listen okay. to the bass on this. We're gonna check out side one. We're going to start off with the awesome tax man. And Are Jim, we going through the whole side? Hell yeah. Uh, 
all seven songs? Well, right now we're going to listen to the first three on side one, and then we're going to stop okay. and talk about them. Because this is educational and informational purposes while we're playing this music. Only, right. folks. I, well, Only. I thought you were going to plow through the whole side, so we're doing three at a time. Three okay. at a time. Go, go, go. Here we go. Sermon that no one will hear. No one comes near. Look at him working, donning his socks in the night when there's nobody there. What does he care? All the lonely people. Where do they all come from? the first three songs of course everybody knows tax man was written because uh george harrison was just so sick of england in there the way they taxed just to death Pe- people to death if yes. you had any money right you, yeah. yeah and then of course eleanor rigby a uh, beautiful song from paul um sad song you yes. know when you listen to it but uh strange for a rock slash pop album and here they have a uh, cello and orchestra music yep. being in the forefront of the song mm-hmm. and then uh, we get john with i'm only sleeping and th- you'll see a theme like pretty much anyways with the beatles albums john's songs are such contrast to paul's happy peppy stuff you know and uh we'll, we'll get more into that on side two for sure but uh, uh i really enjoyed tax man uh, good good way to start an album out yeah absolutely great opening track yeah. yep uh, Eleanor Rigby, it's been played to death, but it's still well. If you like cello and violin, it's fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> and it tells a story. I'll give you it's that. Guys. Story. It, yeah, tell, yeah. It, it does tell a story. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how long that song is, Jaime, but it tells a story in a very short amount of time with cello and violin. Two minutes, eleven seconds. But oh, okay. Um, who's counting? Yeah. Even if you just Jaime like is, that's who's counting. Even if you just like good pop songs, it's a great song. It is. Yeah. All right. And, and I was going off of the um, the English release, and I don't know if it's different with the American release. So the, there's three more songs on side one. Uh, Love You, Two, uh, Here, There, and Everywhere, and Yellow Submarine. And mm. Let's give those a listen real quick. talk about a beach boys influence song um those backing vocals yep unbelievable could yep. be right out of a beach boys tune yep so yellow submarine you know they always have to throw ringo a bone right and that's exactly <laughs> what know. they did and it was a yellow it was a bone shaped like a yellow submarine right. but it was so catchy i guess they made a cartoon in a of course you know psychedelic kind of movie about it but and he had a hole in his pocket at the end of the movie or was that john i can't remember 
Well, I don't know. Well, I, I I just remember reading one well, of the books. I don't know, it was Uncle Joe Benson or one of those books. Oh, uh, uh, God bless him. Talked yeah. about, you know, they use the same sound effects for Octopus's Garden because they're trying to throw Ringo another song. So, <laughs> right. The water and everything you hear. The, George Martin used the exact same loop that he used. And for why not? Yeah. It worked, didn't it, guys? Yeah. It really did. Yep. Yeah. So if, if that consists of side one with Taxman, Eleanor, Eleanor Rigby, I'm Only Sleeping, Love You Too, Here, There, and Everywhere, and Yellow Submarine. Jerry, mm-hmm. you have a, you have a, can you pick a favorite and a least favorite from side one? Uh, well, I do like Yellow Submarine. Um, <laughs> I would say my least favorite, I'm Only Sleeping, even though it's fantastic, mm-hmm. but... If you're going side one, yeah. And Jim? Yeah. yeah. Uh, favorite song, uh, well, for sentimental reasons, here, there, and everywhere. Right. I love that song. Uh, least favorite song? <sighs> love You Too. Okay. Well, because of the Indian flavor? It doesn't fit the album, I don't think, right. personally. I, I, yeah, I, but it's the introduction, Jaime. It's an intro. Here's what's coming, folks. Yeah, we're know. gonna give. We're gonna throw. Speaking of throwing. Speaking of throwing Ringo a bone, we're gonna throw Georgia bone. Yeah, I, play I your Eastern stuff, brother. Never a, a big fan of the sitar, um, but you know he made it work. I've watched. I've watched Robbie Shanker just oh, totally wail on it, and yeah. it's like impressive to watch, right? Yeah. But I'm not gonna go throw. It is, Jaime. I'm not gonna go throw any sitar music. No. On, probably not. I think Yellow Submarine's my least favorite, actually, on that on side one. Yeah, and and not because yeah. it's Ringo. I I love yeah. Ringo, but yeah. it didn't do it for me. But I'm going to go Taxman. It's the my favorite song. Favorite song, yeah. Yeah, and and usually George doesn't understandable. George doesn't even get an honorable mention when it comes to Beatles music, other than you know Here Comes the Sun or something like that. But Taxman. That's why, yeah. Taxman was great. Um, I want to tell it. Well, we'll get to we're side two. To so. Come on. <laughs> and now we're going to go to side two, and it starts, She Said, Good Day Sunshine, um, and Your Bird Can Sing, and For No One. And let's give those four ditties a listen. Put all those things in your head, things that make me feel that I'm We take a walk, the sun is shining down, burns my feet as they touch the ground. You don't believe her when she says her love is dead. You think she needs you. Just on those four songs alone, can you see now, looking back, of course, you can see where they were headed when it comes a couple years later to Sgt. Pepper. Yep. You know? Um, good songs all the way all the way around um, again and you know for a fact because you've seen Paul McCartney live lately he still sounds good guys we had the cheap seats if you walk stage straight and look up to your far left at a 90 degree and all the way up to the top seats that's where <laughs> we were sitting yeah. but these days folks in the conspiracy land they have the big screens yeah yeah and and Literally, I did not look at the big screens at all. I'm looking at this dude. Mm-hmm. There's no effing way he's 77. Right. 
he freaking brought it. He brought it, and he's yeah. had that same band, I don't know, 20 years. Oh, those guys are great. Yeah. He brought it, and I remember thinking in my seats, and super small seats at the T-Mobile Arena in Vegas, folks. I mean, you know, I barely fit. But all I kept thinking the whole evening was, if there was somebody that was born to do this for a living, it's this dude. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I had seen him a couple years mm. earlier at Dodger Stadium. Unreal. Glued glued to my, my seat the whole time. Just yep. unbelievable because he took you on a journey from the beginning of the Beatles to the you know the time with Wings and then uh, his solo stuff. And every you knew every song. You it's not a bad track, it. right? No, <laughs> it's not a bad one track. one great song after another. Yep. All right. Let's move on, and we'll talk about our favorite and least favorite on side two. So we're going to move ahead with Dr. Robert, and I want to tell you, uh, got to get you into my life, and then Tomorrow Never Knows. Let's give those Tomorrow Never Knows is the one that began it, yeah. If that I think, man, I would have had to have still waited a couple of years to hear Inagata De Vida, but that that was psychedelic <laughs> music as, as you get, yeah. you know? All right. It's it's the introduction, folks. Yes. Um, Here's what's coming. Jim, what, do you have a favorite and a least favorite on side two? Uh, least favorite, Tomorrow Never Knows. Again, with the, the Indian influence and whatnot? Yeah, a little a little chaotic. I give I give them points for trying something different. You know, well, you do something on LSD and see what you come up with. Yeah, uh, I would be very much afraid to find out. What I came up with. That's why we love our gym. Yep. Uh, I had a uh, I had a buddy who went and saw the Grateful Dead and uh, I think dropped acid and ended up running down the uh, five freeway naked or oh, something right. like that until he was picked up by the police. But I bet he was going the correct way, right? <laughs> I have no idea. No idea. Um, Freeway is the quickest way home. Come on, Jaime. Boy, favorite song. It's uh, I love I Want to Tell You. Such Mm -hmm. a good tune, I think. And maybe certainly one of my favorite George Harrison songs. But I think I will go with Andrew Bird Can Sing. All right. What about you, Jerry? Least favorite? Least favorite. Uh, got to get you into my life only because I've heard it a jillion times and I watched Sergeant Pepper, the movie and saw earth, wind and fire do it. And it's way better. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, You make a good argument for that. Actually. Thank you. I'm I'm sorry. More energy. If there's, yeah, it's just, if there's nothing good about that movie, it's their version of, Got to get you. Got to, isn't it though? I mean, isn't it? Isn't it? I swear, I, I wore the cassette out. Yep. Sorry, folks. Sergeant Pepper soundtrack. I had it on cassette. Yep. BGS, Peter Frampton, Aerosmith, Alice Cooper. Uh, um, Alice Cooper. Alice, or, I was gonna say Alice Cooper. Did, what did he do? Because, because he did because Alice yeah. Cooper did because and Aerosmith did uh, come together. 
Aerosmith yeah. literally got beat up by the Bee Gees in that movie. Yes. yes. And <laughs> Peter Frampton, honey. Don't forget, you got to bring in the you got to bring in the real fighter. He oh. just went out and pushed yeah. him around, and then Frampton comes in and Billy Shears comes into the rescue. Uh, Billy Shears, whoever that guy is, and he did. I, I don't, I don't remember that part. I think I'm probably <laughs> crying. Kind of it out of my mind. <laughs> I saw that at the theater. Yeah. Like, oh, I did too, Frank, oh. and I bought the cassette and wore the cassette out. Wow. Same here. You know, it was, it was funny. <laughs> Everybody kind of just sat through that movie, but the minute that that opening riff of come together came on the place comes alive. The, the place erupted because yeah. everybody and, knew Aerosmith was coming and, on. And what about at the end where, uh, Billy Preston does, uh, get, get back. back. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Oh, George Burns is doing this thing. Dig through my, my cassettes now. Oh, oh I wore one. the cassette out guys. Yeah. And, and my favorite, I would say, I would agree with Timmy. I want to tell you that, that lead. It just falls in. And the Ted Nugent remake of that was classic too, but we're not yeah. talking about Ted yet. <laughs> terrible, terrible Ted. Um, yeah, I'm with not Jim. in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yet. I think uh, Tomorrow Never Knows is the uh, the weak link on side two for me, yeah. and, and my favorite is um, Doctor Robert. And um, really great guitar, great well, guitar. The, yeah, it is. It's got a good driving guitar sound to it, and. I was again. This album came out. I was just a kid, like we all were, but yeah, I did not I know what the three. lyrics meant as, as a kid when I first heard it. And I then, still don't. It, oh, do we have Doctor Feelgood? Clue you in? Yeah. yeah Where do you think Nikki Six stole this song from? Uh, good point, Frank. Yes, administering uh, amphetamine. I right. think right. by actual actual guy True in doctor. London who was yes. doing it. Yeah, yeah. He he was kickstart my heart. Yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> that's pretty much you know. I was. I think we were coming back from San Diego as a kid, and that that song came on KMET or KMOS. I didn't know that. Dang and it, Frank! It not only did the lyrics, you know, all of a sudden mean something, right? And all of a sudden it kicks in. And you're like, yeah. what? Oh wow, <laughs> this is a cool. And I didn't even know it was on Revolver. That that's, you know, how much I would just skip over and listen to the songs I like only, back then. Yeah. So, but to this day, still my favorite song. So. Anyways, cool. well, overall, that that's a it is it is a precursor to what's about to come uh, in the rock and roll world, and uh, yes, yeah, and and you're right on the money, Jim. Now, was, because is that after they stopped touring, sixty six, uh, I want right to say, would that uh, be their first studio after they said we're not touring anymore, guys? We're going to do this. I think. Hold on, it's so got to be album, close, I mean. This, hold on. This is uh, Wikipedia. The album was the Beatles' final recording project before their retirement as live performers yeah. and marked the group's most overt use of studio technology to date, building on the advances of the late 65 release, Rubber Soul. There you go. <laughs> okay. So after this, they said no more. No well, the more, technology no more wasn't tour. there. Uh, there was just a debate between Paul McCartney and uh, uh, Mick Jagger about who's the greatest rock and roll band of all time, and they both put up good, good uh, arguments. You know, Mick says, we're still doing it. We're and, still playing. And we did it in the era where the technology can let. Didn't exist, right? The Beatles never got to play a stadium other than, you know, San Francisco and, and you know, New York. But nobody heard it. Oh, yeah. They did a giant stadium over yeah. the PAs. Nobody heard They didn't heard even it. have a right. freaking mic system set right. up. Yeah. Could you imagine? Which you, can understand, uh, you can understand why they didn't want to play live, right? Right. Because you got to oh, play God, huge venues, but. How do you do it? All you do is hear a bunch of girls screaming wow. at you. You don't even hear your own instruments. It's not worth it. Right. Right. So. Nope. But anyway, so that's Beatles Revolver. Great pick, Jim. Great pick. Um, Thanks. I agree. And I, <laughs> and, I, and I know why they I know why they called it Revolver. Oh, I just found this out like two months ago. Oh, did you read that? What, what did they say? It, no, I saw it on TV. Something real quick thing. It's because the album, an album revolves. Mm. Very yeah, good. I thought it was about a gun. <laughs> I swear, happiness is a warm gun. Yeah, that's well, later it's on my fifties. I thought revolver. Oh, that's about a gun. <laughs> no, it's about the album that revolves. Very good. I'll take that story. That's my contribution, folks, on this podcast. <laughs> so, I, I don't know if it's their greatest album ever, but um, it's certainly a fantastic album. To, to me, the White Album is love the is, White Album. It's like physical graffiti. It's got everything: yeah. country, acoustic. Loud, soft. 
anyway, maybe uh, a different show. Yeah, I like Let It Be, and it just depends yeah. on the mood. It it depends on my it particular does. mood, yeah. and the Beatles yeah. will fit any any mood you've got. Yep. You know? Yep. So, anyway, so the next pick will go to me, since we're gonna go JFJ. All right. Well, yeah. Get back well, on yeah. track, and yeah. um, I've decided to go with a live album, a single, what? a single Uh-oh. live album. No, I see it already. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Too bad we can't see it. It don't pop through. <laughs> I saw it. It said Foghat Live. Foghat Live. That's Are right. Are you sure we didn't do that? We did not do Foghat Live. No. We've not really? done any Foghat. We've got one, two, three, oh, four, five. Oh, man. I got to check my notes. I could have sworn we did Foghat Live. We talked about Foghat. Uh, Hang on. How many songs on the record? One, two, six. three, four, five, six. Yep. Three on each side, Jaime. Yep. Right, because they're like... But they're, they're all jams. Jams. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm going to play them in their entirety for Jim next week. Go, Frankie, go! <laughs> longest they're song over. on Revolver. Longest Fog song hat is past your limit, Jaime. Way past. <laughs> longest song on Revolver, three minutes. Three minutes, yeah. Three minute right. songs. Everything else, sub three minutes. Most of them right around two and a half minutes. Yeah. Well, they, oh, it was no. true Fog pop music. Live is... Uh, well, they crammed it in use of those songs. It, was, it wasn't like they were chopping anything no. out. I mean, they're well-crafted tunes. Yep. I mean, they get a lot in that two and a half minutes. Well, they I were the can't believe we haven't done Fog Hat Live. Now, if you remember, we talked about Uriah Heep, and, and I made a mistake of saying Fog Hat only had three guys in the band, and, and there was a conversation about Fog Hat. Um, yes. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Didn't they come from... Um... Uh, they came from some other band. Oh, uh, Lonesome Dave was in Savoy Brown. There you go. Savoy Brown. Thank yeah. you, Jaime. Thank you, Jaime. Bless you. That's it. Savoy Brown. So. Yeah, and, and here's what's funny, Cats. Um, only the drummer is left. Yeah, and they're still playing. And they're touring this hog hat. How does that work? Now, I, I'm not against your average drummer, but they do have the homeboy from the Ted Nugent band singing on vocals. I can't think of his name. My gosh. Not Derek St. Holmes. No. Okay. The other guy that did uh, Charlie uh, Huff. Charlie Huff. Charlie Huff. Okay. Hume. 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 There you Hume. Go. Yes. yes. Sorry, folks. Okay. Yeah. H-U-H-N or something like that. Yeah, H-U- right. yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so if you want to see Foghat. I'll pass. There's no Lonesome Dave. There's no that <laughs> that master of slide guitar. I can't think I'm of his name. I'm not going to see Quiet Riot either, you know, with just Frankie Benali. It's just not going to work. All right, well, Jerry, if oh, you Lord. don't have anything else. Oh, shoot. Are we still recording? <laughs> yeah, let's wrap uh, this up. I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to email us, folks, it's the JFJ show at gmail.com. Yes. The podcast is called the JFJ Conspiracy Podcast. Whatever you do, folks, out in conspiracy land during this uh, pandemic, keep rocking, folks. Keep rocking. And we love you very much. Thank you very much for listening and watching. Thank you. Jim, do you have anything else you want to add to this uh, horror show? (laughs) (laughs) Smash the like button. Leave a comment. Tell us why you think or why you don't think that Revolver is the best Beatle album ever. Oh, this one's off the rails. Can we mute his mic? I don't know. know. See, if we were zooming, we could. We're never going to finish this. No. no. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I really don't have anything. Um, I am shot out, guys. That is, uh, that was a great show. I really loved listening to the Beatles and uh, the three bands Absolutely. that we presented tonight. Mm-hmm. So, all right, Jim, why don't you take us home? Shop is closed. Hopefully, Frank's getting rid of that shitty-ass background that keeps <laughs> blanking in and out. I swear, Jaime, he, it, he, he's going alien. He, it looks great. <laughs>
No, yeah, until he holds something up. <laughs> what happened there? Nothing. We are just saying how much we appreciate your help and assistance during this COVID-19 <laughs> yeah. crisis. I am recording this, so I will go back and listen to it all. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about that shitty-ass background. So <laughs> that keeps going Star Trek. Wow. To pull something up. <laughs> That's Ace Frehley. How'd he get there? I didn't pick Ace Frehley. <laughs> <laughs> you keep going into the Star Trek transporter every time you hold something up. <laughs> All of, a sudden, all of a sudden, it goes all wavy, and then boom, yeah, nothing. He's gone. Look, he's freely, man.